Hey friends, and welcome to today's episode of the Motherhood Revival Podcast. This is a podcast for moms who just need to feel revived. So get yourself a drink, have a seat, and join us. We are so happy to have you here with us today. Whether you are looking for inspiration or just need to hear another adult voice, you are in the right place. Guys, in today's episode, we are continuing our series on self-worth. This is such an important topic, and it's something that I feel like is so important to me, especially in the last year or so, and really throughout my life, there's been just this common theme of finding my own self and feeling valuable and important as an individual. So... I hope that this is beneficial to somebody else. Learning about self-worth and self-care and self-love has been so life-changing for me. So I hope that you enjoy what you're hearing and learn something from it. But if not, at the very least, this is a family-friendly and clean podcast, so you can listen to it in the car for background noise, right? All right, let's jump into today's episode, and I cannot wait to share. Hey friends, so I am so glad to have you here today. I am a little bit sick, so I'm probably going to sound a little bit sick and sniffly, but we'll make it through. Um, Today we are talking about self-love and self-care, and those are two things that are very important to me and really tie into finding your own self-worth. I feel like it's, it's kind of the first step if you are in a bad place with yourself. You have to find ways to show yourself that you love yourself and that you care about yourself. And that leads into making some of the bigger decisions that will help you to really feel your own self-worth. So because I say that, let's talk a little bit about self-care and self-love. I feel like those are two different things. Maybe that's just me. When I think of self-care, I think of meeting your own individual needs. I think of doing things that make you happy. I think of doing things that put you in a better mental, physical, and emotional place and spiritual if you're a spiritual person. When I think of self-love, I think more of like words of affirmation. I think more of doing things that not necessarily make you feel good, um, like just you enjoy doing them, but I mean make you feel good about yourself physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. And I feel like those are different. And I may have just said the same thing twice. I'm sick. (laughs) But Let me explain a little bit more about what I mean. So let's start with self-care. I know that we have a tendency to think of self-care as taking a walk and a bath and journaling. And I'm not going to lie, for me, some of those things are really good ways for me to take care of myself. But I think it goes deeper than just that kind of surface level, take care of yourself physically, 
there are a lot of ways that we can take care of ourselves mentally and emotionally and also physically that don't just involve taking a bath. And let's let's start with physical because that is such a big thing, I think, and it's it's probably one of our most initial thoughts. So physical self-care. When I think of physical self-care, I think of meeting my body's needs. And again, you can totally hear how sick I am right now. But I think of meeting my body's needs. And that's important to recognize because everybody's body is different. Everybody's body is going to need different things. We all need the same basic essentials. We all need food that is going to nourish our bodies. We all need water. We all need some form of exercise. We all need, you know, to be surrounded with things that make us feel comfortable. We need to not put harmful substances into our bodies. Like there are things that we need physically that are pretty universal, right? But I think that once you break down those universal needs, you start to realize that even if there is some big thing that we all need, there are also some smaller things within that that we all need. So for example, I am a person who does not function well if I don't go to bed before 11. At the same time, I hate going to bed before 11. I have serious fear of missing out, even if it's just me and Jake at home. Like if he's in the living room watching TV, I'm going to be in there even if it's midnight and I have school the next morning. (laughs) But self-care for me means me being like, nope, I need to go lay down and go to bed and I need it to be dark and I need maybe some background noise so that I can fall asleep and get a full eight or nine hours of good, solid sleep. And sometimes, guys, for me, self-care means I'm going to take a Tylenol PM so I can get an actual good night's sleep because I am the worst sleeper. I'm so bad at sleeping. Along with that, things like meeting your nutritional needs. You know, our bodies are programmed differently. Some people have different food allergies. They have different things that upset their stomachs. And there are also just things that you eat that don't make you feel good inside. And I am one of those people that as far as I know, I don't have any like allergy issues. I don't have any, I don't really have anything that makes me feel really awful if I eat it. But if I eat fast food for a full week, I'm going to feel nasty. Having said that, again, I have fear of missing out. If Jake's going to go out to eat, I'm going out with him. (laughs) But self-care for me is finding that balance between I want to eat things that I enjoy eating because they taste good. And I also want to eat things that I enjoy eating because they make me feel good and fuel my body in the right way. So Self-care physically, when you break it down, is just meeting the basic needs of your body and making your body feel good so that the rest of you can start to feel good. Along with that, some people really like to run. I really hate running, but I will go on a long walk or even like a bike ride. I've, I've discovered that I really like bike rides. <laughs> now that we live in Idaho, we bought some bikes a couple weeks ago. 
We bought a little trailer for the boys to ride in. We rode down on the green belt. It was amazing. So starting to realize that I like doing that. And, you know, that's something that maybe other people are like, no, I don't like doing that. I would rather go for a run. But it's about meeting my personal physical needs. That's taking care of myself. And sometimes that means, okay, I don't feel very good. It's eight o'clock at night. I need to go take a bath and just be left alone without our kids. (laughs) That's self-care too. Don't get me wrong. But there's so much more to self-care than just taking a bath or going for a walk. You know what I mean? Um, Along with that, self-care can mean things that are emotional and mental and spiritual. For example, I know that I am somebody that if I read something online that gets me really anxious, I will not be able to drop it. So there are a lot of things that I avoid for my mental sanity. I don't read things that are politically charged because they leave me feeling anxious. I don't read things that are about people getting sick or like, like, and I'm not, I'm not talking about like getting cold. I'm talking about people getting like real sick. I don't read things like that. I don't, I don't, I try to avoid like hearing about that as much as I possibly can. Talking about certain things kind of sets off a little anxiety in me. So I try to avoid putting myself in situations that will make me feel anxious. Also, (laughs) I try to avoid people that will make me feel anxious. Really high energy, like super excited to go out into the world people kind of give me some anxiety. And it's great when I'm in the mood to do that. But if I'm not, nope, I cannot hang out with people like that. I also cannot be around people who are very how do I say this? Down on themselves. That is something that kind of stirs that up in me. It gets me thinking about the things that I don't like about myself. If people are talking about what they don't like about themselves and that's just not healthy. This is also one of the reasons that lately I have taken a giant break from Instagram it has just not been healthy for me. I deleted my Twitter app for about a month. I have been super inactive on Instagram. I scroll through Facebook, but I've been avoiding social media collectively because it's just not putting me in the right mental state and that self-care. And that kind of ties into emotional things too. There are plenty of things I need to do to make myself feel emotionally in check. And sometimes they involve other people. And sometimes they involve me just sitting down and really thinking through my emotions. And I won't even get started on spiritual things. (laughs) But self-care can be so many things beyond just taking a walk, taking a bath, and eating some chocolate because you're feeling sad. And as I was learning about self-care over the last little while... One of the things that really stuck out to me was this idea of keeping a no list. So basically you just kind of keep track. Your self-care is a really conscious thing. Like you have to consciously be doing it and be aware of what is making you feel good mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, whatever area you're working on and what is making you feel bad. 
And from there, you make a no list, like things that do not help you. And you consciously make an effort to avoid those things, whether it's situations, whether it's habits, whether it's, you know, something that you just really hate that you can avoid doing. This idea of making a no list so that you don't have to even think about it. You're just like, nope, that's not for me. That's on my no list. That's non-negotiable. And then you don't even have to think about it. It's just automatically put out into the universe for you mentally. That's a no. So if somebody invites you, maybe you, maybe on your no list, you don't go shopping at a mall. I don't know. And somebody invites you and you can just say, look, you know, that is really great that you enjoy doing that. Personally, I don't. It gives me anxiety. Personally, I don't. It, you know, whatever it is. And it's on my list of things that I just don't do. And I'm sorry, I'm not going to go with you. And then it's over. You don't have to agonize over it. You just knowingly tell yourself that that's not something you're going to do. And you consciously keep that agreement with yourself. So I really liked that idea because really so much of self-care is making a conscious effort to take care of yourself, which is something that can so easily become subconsciously lost in the day-to-day, especially for moms. But that is what I think of when I think about self-care. And we're going to talk about self-love after this short little break. And then we'll jump back into the whole thing. Hey guys, I know you have heard me talk about my Helix sleep mattress before, but let me just reiterate to you how wonderful it is to finally be sleeping well. My husband and I are totally different sleepers. I sleep like a crazy person and I sleep poorly. My husband sleeps soundly to the point where he is snoring it up and we sleep in two different positions. Like we do not sleep well together. (laughs) We are not sleep compatible. And it was leaving me exhausted. But after getting our Helix Sleep Mattress, which is the Dusk Lux in a King, we are sleeping so well. Helix is amazing for customizing your sleep style. I cannot tell you how much I love sleeping after getting our Helix Sleep Mattress. So, If you are looking to have the best sleep of your life, you need to go on over to helixsleep.com slash motherhood. And once you do, you are going to be able to take their custom sleep quiz to find out exactly which mattress fits your sleep style, whether that's your position in sleeping, whether that's firmness, softness, however you are looking to sleep, Helix has a mattress that is perfect for you. So again, all you need to do is go to helixsleep.com motherhood, and you can get up to $125 off your mattress. Again, helixsleep.com motherhood. You take their two minute sleep quiz and they'll match you with a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. Right now, Helix is offering up to $125 off all mattress orders. So you can get up to $125 off a Helix Sleep mattress. Just go to helixsleep.com motherhood. 
That's helixsleep.com slash motherhood for up to $125 off your mattress order. Now let's get back into this week's episode. All right. So we talked about self-care. Now let's talk about what I consider to be self-love. Self-love for me is so much more focused on really finding the parts of you that you value and you think are important and that you want to bring out more. I think that we all have little pieces of ourselves, even if we are really struggling to truly feel our own self-worth if we're struggling to feel like we are enough as a peop as a person, as a people, enough as a person, no matter who we are in some way, we have something about ourselves, even if it's just the tiniest little thing that we like or that we love about ourselves. And this is where I feel like we start to build self-love. Self-love to me is finding those little pieces and stringing them together to make yourself fall in love with who you are. And that's not always easy to do. In the way that self-care is intentional and a conscious effort, self-love is also a very intentional practice. You have to be very mindful about it. And that can be hard. (laughs) It can be hard enough to even be mindful about what you're eating or, you know, Am I doing the things I need to be doing throughout the day, much less really paying attention to the things that you love about yourself, right? But more than that, I think that sometimes self-love starts with acknowledging the things that you don't particularly like about yourself and forgiving yourself for those things. So I, I want to just share quickly three things that I feel like we can all do to really start to love ourselves. Okay. And again, this is just my opinion. Take it as you will. This is my two cents and a little bit of information that I've pulled from the internet, right? So the first thing that I think we need to do is acknowledge that even though there are things we may not like about ourselves, even though there are things that we may look back on and be like, oh, I can't believe that I did that. I can't believe that I acted that way. I can't believe that I used to be that person. Or maybe it's currently, I can't believe that I am this person. We need to first acknowledge that we are all human and we all make mistakes. And that is just part of humanity. And we need to have compassion on ourselves. We need to accept that we cannot be perfect and we cannot do everything right all the time. And maybe that's your biggest issue is that you can't do everything right all the time. Maybe you have some bigger issue that you're working through. Or maybe you've been hanging on to grief or shame or guilt over something that you should have let go of a long time ago. And I know that can be really hard, especially if it's something that has become so prominent in our lives that we just kind of wear it around like a second skin. Like this is what I was. This is what I did. This was the mistake I made or the choice that I made. And this is how it continues to define my life. The first part of self-love in my opinion is accepting that and starting to find ways to move on. And maybe that means you need to go to therapy. Maybe that means you need to 
you know, find healthier ways to channel the negative energy in your life that you are experiencing beyond just basic self-care needs being met, right? Really being able to love yourself means accepting that you may have done some messed up stuff in your life and that that's just part of living. Step two for me in my personal unprofessional opinion is learning to embrace the parts of yourself that you really and truly love. And maybe it's something simple. Maybe it's just, I love the way that my hair looks. I love my eyes, you know, and there's nothing wrong with starting with something like that and moving on from there. Sometimes we are in such a bad place that the only things that we love about ourselves are little tiny bits and pieces of who we are. And that's just how it's going to be sometimes. That's just the way that life hands it to us sometimes. Sometimes we just don't like who we become, who we are. But I think step two is acknowledging that there are parts of you that you do like and really leaning into those parts. Now, I don't mean become self-absorbed or cocky or self-obsessed but list out the things that you love about yourself and remind yourself that you love those things about yourself daily. And along with that, you've got to stop the negative self-talk. When you look into the mirror, ignore the things that you don't like about yourself. Learn to let go of those things. Those things may be something you can change. They may not be. Regardless, learn to ignore and learn to accept the things that you dislike about yourself and fully acknowledge the things that you love about yourself. Those are what are going to carry you through more than the things that you don't like. And that's hard because it's a lot easier to point out the lots and lots of things that you don't like about yourself than the very few things that you do, especially if you're in a really bad place. But the more attention that you give to the things that you love about yourself, the more in love with yourself you will feel and the more things you will find that you do love about yourself. The last thing, step three for me, find and develop the things that you think you would love about yourself. Sometimes we have traits that we want to change and that is part of life too. Maybe you want to work on becoming a more honest person. Maybe you want to be more of a trusting or compassionate person, more friendly and outgoing. And you feel like if you were able to do that, you would genuinely be happier with yourself and with your life. You can develop those attributes. You have to put in the work. It's a mindful thing. You have to really think about it and be consistent with it every day but you can change those things about yourself. Character traits are things that you really truly can change if you have the desire and you can change them in a way that will positively impact you. But you also can't obsess about it. It's about finding the balance of how do I positively change maybe something that I dislike about myself that I would like to, you know, alter so I can live a happier life and feel happier as a person and not obsessing over what are the things that are wrong with me that I don't like. Because sometimes there are things that we just can't change. We can't change our genetics. We can't change so many things about ourselves, 
But there are also things that we can change and the things that we can change, we shouldn't just ignore altogether, especially if those are things that we want to change for positive reasons. And learning to develop qualities that you feel will make you a happier and healthier and better human are healthy and good, but they have to come after the first two steps. You can't just quit cold turkey being who you were in favor of becoming somebody else. You have to accept who you are. You have to accept the things in your life that you may not like and the things about you that you may not like. And then you have to acknowledge the things that you do like about yourself before you can really begin to make changes in your life, right? But self-love is being able to mindfully set goals that will help you to be the person that you want to be. So one more time. First, you got to acknowledge the things that make you uncomfortable You have to really accept that there are things in your life, maybe presently, maybe in the past, that you do not like about yourself. And you have to ignore the things you can't change and acknowledge the things that you can. Step two, really lean into the things that you love about yourself. Love them, embrace them wholly, Write them in your journal. Plaster those things everywhere. Keep a running tab of the things that you love about yourself. And I promise the more that you do it, the more things you'll find. (laughs) And step three, if there are things that will positively impact your life, mindfully set goals to make those changes. Friends, again, this is just my reflection over my life and things I have read and seen on the internet. I am not trained. I am not trying to become your life coach. None of those things. But in my unprofessional, professional life experience for myself, these are things both with self-care and self-love that have made me happier put me into a better frame of mind and have made my life better. So I hope that you can take something away from today, whether it's about self-care or self-love. And I hope that you will come back next week when I share an interview that talks very much about making a decision in favor of self-care and self-love. I will see you then. Thank you so much for coming to today's episode. Friends, if you like what you're hearing, please make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast and make sure that you comment and leave a review and share it in your stories. I would love to be able to share that on social media. All right, guys, thank you so much for coming today and goodbye. Goodbye.